Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside the left tackle from Brookside. I'm going to try it again. Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor Ken Keltner. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing great, Mike. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know I'd be left tackle. What play. position would you play? I'd, play uh, I'd probably be a wide receiver. You're a pretty boy? Is that what that is? <laughs> That's what those hey, guys are, Don pretty Beebe, boys. are you listening today? Did you hear what he just called us? <laughs> He's a pretty boy. That's what he is. Well, look, if I'm going to play quarterback, I need a left tackle. I need somebody to cover my blind spot, and I got somebody for us. Okay. He is a young man that I watched at Franklin High School for a number of, uh, number of years, and he is as good offensive uh, offensive tackle I think, as anybody that's come out of this area in a long time. He's Levon Myers. He's from Northern Illinois University. Franklin. He's a Franklin Sabre through and through. Levon, it's good to see you. It's good to be here. Man, how you been? Good? I've been great. Starting getting ready for your senior year. Huskies going to have a good year this year? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really special season for us. Man, that's awesome. We, uh, we, we were able to contact you because of some really good people at, at Oak Creek Assembly of God. I got a chance to be a guest speaker there. Uh, I don't know, a number of weeks ago. And uh, Dave Drake is a guy that does some stuff for me on Friday nights for a high school football uh, scoreboard show. And uh, he passed along your name and number and said, look, this is a young man who goes to church here, and I know he's really involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes at Northern Illinois, might be a a good guest for Faith in the Zone. And I gave you a call and said, hey, when you're back in town, you want to come in studio? And you were like, yeah. I'd love to do that. So, again, thank you so much for your time. Day to day, right now, I'll leave on what uh, with you're off campus. What what what's your day like right now? Well, right now I'm living at home with my family, so you know I spend a lot of time relaxing. But you know, every day I'm still going up to Franklin High School, going in the weight room, and you know, getting some work in, going out on the field, running around. You know, even though it's the quote unquote off season, there is no off season for college football. None. Well, hold on a sec. You said you're at home, you're relaxed. I mean, Dad doesn't get you out mowing. You're, you're not having to wash the cars, nothing. Well, I, I am. I am helping a lot around the house. My uh, dad actually, go. he oh, just got right. hip surgery, so oh, you know, oh, my okay. family they need all the help they can get right now with well, him. That is laid good. You're home. That is yeah. good. You're home. Now. How's he doing? Um, he's doing good. It's it's kind of weird because before the surgery, he was hobbling around. He could hardly get around, and now you know, a few days after the surgery, he's driving around doing errands, just kind of you know, walking up and down the stairs. They have made an un. Unbelievable leaps and bounds what what hip surgery is now. I have a brother who lives down in Atlanta. He had one, I think, six or seven years ago and didn't want to. They said, you're going to have to have the other one done. And he he put it off and put it off. 
and he was limping. He couldn't play golf anymore. He finally said, I, I've got to get through this. And he said, it's nothing like it used to be. He said, man, I was up, you know, like you said, a few days after with no pain. It still was a little bit hard, but, you know, three, four weeks later, he was great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. You know, he's got a new hip, but he's better off now than he was a week ago. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Hey, you're um I've got a chance I got a chance to meet your mom. Um and we we actually talked for quite a while before one of your games a, a while back. I got a chance to meet your sister, I believe. What grade is she in now? Um I've got two sisters. One is uh going to be a sophomore in college, the other one is going to be a senior in high school. I think the one that's going to be a senior in high school. Is she a pretty good athlete? Yeah, yeah, she uh, she runs track for Franklin. Yeah, that's that's the one. They were walking into the Brookfield Central game. Oh, sorry, okay, yeah. that was your last game at Franklin. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to bring up any sore spots, but it's it's funny because I, I Brookfield Central that year was pretty good, but not not great. And Kenosha Bradford was the team to beat in this area. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I think the Franklin guys thought maybe Brook Central was a game that you guys were going to get. And then you were kind of looking at Bradford a little bit, and um, Brook Central jumped up and, and uh, upset you, and, and then Bradford went on and beat Brook Central. But I felt bad for the seniors on that Franklin team at home. I think that was yeah, that was at home. Yep. And uh, one of the coaches for Brook Central that year was Joe Cook, and he's my he was my co-host on on the high school show that I do Saturday mornings, and he coached at, at Oak Creek for a long time. And he, anytime he gets into Franklin, he's got to get out as quick as he can. <laughs> not, he is not well liked in Franklin because of that rivalry game with Oak Creek. And uh, he said, look, if I need gas, I'll get out of Franklin and go somewhere <laughs> else. Or if I never go to get a haircut or an ice cream cone or anything like that in Franklin, cause they, the people there just don't like me a whole lot. So I'm leaving after the game and Franklin has some passionate fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, yeah, we we definitely do. Really passionate. <laughs> I'm just walking to my car, and there's some like three or four guys, and these weren't like high school kids. These guys were 30s in that age, and one guy just started like yelling at me, and I'm like, "Why are you yelling at me? Well, you're a friend of Joe Cooks, and that guy's this and that." And I said, "Guys, it's a high school football game. Why you don't? I, I don't know you guys. You don't have to be yelling at me. I had nothing to do with this." <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you know, get out of Franklin. You're not welcome here. And I said, okay, man, I'm heading out. I got. I don't want to cause any problems. I'm leaving. See, Pastor, even when I'm trying not to cause problems. When you're trying to be nice. You're, it, it seems to find me. That's what it is. <laughs> that, that's what it is. Hey, so when you when do you go back to school, Yvonne? When do you, when do you head back? Um, On Sunday. Really? So not you don't get to stay home for very long? No, no. I, uh, this year, it was it was three weeks off we had. Usually it's... Three or four weeks we have in May to June, and and school wise you've graduated. Yep. So and and so you're going to go and, and take some graduate classes, or what do you do then on campus? Yeah. Um. For school, I'll be going for my master's now, my MBA. Man, good for you. Yeah. yeah thanks. Yeah. Parents must be proud. Yeah, they're very proud. What uh, What do you have a degree in? Business marketing. Man. Well, there's a lot of things in your future, and we're going to talk about them because. Uh, from the the people I'm talking to, and I don't I don't have high level guys or anything, but there's a pretty good chance if you have a good senior year, and not to put any pressure on you, but there's a chance that you know you'll get uh, you'll, your name will get called while well, first uh, first couple of days in the draft next year. Yeah, that's, that's exciting, right? Mm-hmm. It's very exciting.
Man, kid from Franklin done good, Pastor. Yeah. See, I told you I found my left tackle. Well, you did. In the yeah. ch- if there was a church football league, he'd be the best left tackle in that league, man. <laughs> he would protect me because, you know, I can't scramble the way I used to. I'll just throw it to you, Pastor. All right. Yeah. You're, you're always open, right? Yeah. You bet. No. Dink and dunk, or what do they call it? Yeah, dink, like and the ba- dink and dunk. Hey, Levi Lake on the basketball floor. He thinks he's always open. He's not. <laughs> oh, they, they leave I'm him open. open. I'm always open, bro. You know why, Levi? They leave him open for a reason. <laughs> they know he won't make it. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> oh. it's his son's going. He ain't hitting that shot. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're, I, a big, you're a big NBA fan. Yep. Um, Golden State, watch that game last uh the last game that they had against uh, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma no. State, okay. Oklahoma City. Look man, at me. Like, look at you, man. You're going to the college scene already. Man. And uh, those guards, the Splash Brothers, are just incredible. They're unreal. It's unreal watching them, the stuff they can hit. They just hit shot after shot, don't yeah, they? It doesn't matter how contested they are. If, oh. if, it's, if they're open at all, if they have any kind of space, it's 34 it's years in. I've coached basketball. And I, you always try to tell kids you got to square up. Mm-hmm. They're not even they're not no. even close to being squared up, and they're hitting threes. Yeah, Steph's jumping off a of one foot, hitting it. Clay's got guys all over him, hitting it. Yeah, they remind me, Pastor, just a little bit of you sometimes. Yeah, what just, running the other way after I shoot it? The, <laughs> after you shoot it, thinking that thing that thing is going in. Hey, um, this this upcoming season for Northern Illinois. Uh, you you feel like the, you guys have a chance to have yet another special season? Absolutely, yeah. It's a good group. A lot of guys back. Yeah, we're returning a lot. We lost. We obviously we lost some pretty you know pretty important players, but we've got a lot coming back and a special class of seniors. Well, I, I guess probably your goals are to it's the MAC conference, right? Yeah, the MAC. Yeah, so to win the MAC, get mm-hmm. to a, to a bowl game. Have you have you been to a bowl game yet? Yeah, I've been to bowl games all four of my years. Okay. Right. Yeah, the, the, the big one. La- who'd you play last year? Um, we played Boise State in the Poinsettia Bowl out in San Diego. Oh, nice place to play. Oh, it was beautiful out there. It was my Boise second... State. I hope you beat them. Um, anyway, let's because <laughs> when you're from Oklahoma, you don't really like Boise State. Oh, you don't? No, don't you remember that game where they? Oh, that's they, right. Oh, yeah, the, the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, way back. It was like fifty-two, fifty, some score like that. It was crazy, and they did the little. What do they call it? The uh, uh, was Statue that against Liberty. Statue of Liberty? That yeah. was against Oklahoma. Oh my! And that, yeah, and then that one guy asked his girlfriend yeah, to marry yeah, him. And yeah, then, yeah, it, yeah. So, man, I hope you get another shot at Boise. I, yeah. I didn't realize it was a. We ha- we might have to go get the tape of that. No, thing. I don't need to see the tape. Of that. <laughs> you you don't want to watch that? No, that Nebraska back in seventy one. I don't need to watch. <laughs> you don't need to watch any of those. No. Hey, when um when you guys come together as a group. And and this 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 team will be led by your seniors. Um, how many how many key components? How many seniors do you think will be on this year's roster? Now you're a redshirt senior, correct? Yeah. Did you first of all? Did you like redshirting? Yeah, it was the best thing I could have done my freshman year. Did you know going in that's what you were going to do? No, honestly, going in and when I was getting recruited, in my mind, I wanted to play right away because who doesn't? You know, who right. wants to take a year off from football? It doesn't sound like a good thing, but. You know, looking back on it, I was 260 pounds coming in. I had to put on weight. I had to get used to the speed of the game. And redshirting was so great for me looking back on it. Big difference, speed of the game. Oh, it's the biggest difference from high school to college. And every player that you're going against was the, probably the best player on their team. Yeah. Yep. Man, that's that's tough. The C, you had talked about the senior class, and, and the, it's a special class. 
these are guys that that you've known for a long time. Mm-hmm. Had, have you sat down as a group at the end of last year and said, okay, now it's our team. We got to make sure that 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 this is a special year. Yeah, absolutely. A- after we got back from the bowl game um, in January. We all got together as a group of seniors, talked about what we wanted our goals to be this season, You know what we had to do in the offseason to reach those goals, and we made it clear to the team what we wanted to do as a group. You know, it's got to be, um, for for your that coaching staff, and you're a really good student athlete, correct? Mm-hmm. Take care of your business in the classroom. To have a left tackle to be that good of a student athlete, I think it's so, it, it just makes the coaching staff, makes their life a little bit easier. Don't you think? Yeah. You know, if you're a guy that the coaches don't have to worry about, your grades coming in, it, it makes things less stressful for them. Yeah, and you're a kid that doesn't get in a lot of trouble, right? No, stay out of the trouble. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> We're going to talk about that part of your life on the other side of the break. Very much involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes on the campus of Northern Illinois. And we'll talk to, to Levon Myers about that. The other question I'm going to have him get ready for is we talk to athletes about is it easier to walk worthy in the locker room or outside of the locker room? Are there guys in that locker room that hold each other accountable? And I think that that's, that, that's key for, for what we're talking about here on Faith in the Zone because there's a lot of temptation on the campus at uh, Northern Illinois. You know that. We'll, we'll continue our conversation with Levon Myers again. I, I don't know if he's more Northern Illinois or Franklin Saber. I think probably Franklin Saber, but Northern Illinois is a close second. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Chick-fil-A Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest for the entire hour, Levon Myers. He is uh, offensive tackle for Northern Illinois University, Franklin Sabre. Uh, alumni. Hey, before we get into uh, Athletes in Action, I think I said uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes in the first segment, but it's Athletes in Action and some of the things that you do on campus at Northern Illinois. I just wanted to get this story out. I, I When I walked into that game that you guys were playing Brook Central back, I don't know, five, six years ago, talking to your mom and, and just was really impressed with her. What a nice lady she is. She'd said, and I asked about your future, and she said, you know, he's always dreamt about playing for Wisconsin. So if that comes to play, if the Lord wants him there, that'll happen. Um, And you made the commitment to Northern Illinois, and just before the signing day, the Badgers came calling, and uh, I'm sure that that you were happy with the phone call. Were you tempted uh, to decommit and go to Wisconsin? Absolutely. You know, when I first got the call, it was like, oh, of course, I got to go to Wisconsin. They offered me now. That's where I wanted to go. I got to do this. But, you know, over the next week, I talked to friends, family, teachers, anybody, you know, in my life who could give me some advice on this and prayed about it a ton. And I felt like sticking with my commitment in Northern Illinois was the right thing for me. It it, it felt right there. Never, I never really felt at home in Wisconsin or at in Madison with Wisconsin, but in DeKalb with NIU, it just it it felt like a family before I was even you know, 
on the team. Yeah, I, and I loved your, what your dad, you know, we were reading what your dad had said, too, that you should honor, you know, your commitment that you made in Northern mm-hmm. I mean, Here, it but, used to be it used to be you could do a handshake. Right. You know, yeah. on anything with business because your word was good today. And, and man, that impressed me. That your well, dad, and let me read that quote. Um, he said, uh, Levon is, is decided not to accept the scholarship offer from UW. There are many reasons for this, but most of all, he felt that he did not have any real connection with anybody at UW. And, and most of all, he should honor his commitment to NIU because he honors his word. This is how we raised him. I love that. You know, you don't hear that nearly enough uh, in today's day and age. And uh, I congratulate your dad. Uh, for that. In fact, during the break, we talked about this. Your dad played at UWM, played for the Panthers in football. Yep. At Shorewood High School. You know how I know that? Because I was the ball boy. (laughs) You tell your dad I was the ball boy, the kid that probably got in his way all the time. But that team with, with, uh, you know, Mike Reinfeldt and uh, Bill Bill Carolla, who a Shorewood guy, and and he's now the uh, head of uh, referees, I think, for college football. They they had some guys on that team. It was a pretty good team. Your dad, what position did he play? He played tight end. He did. Yeah. Can he still catch it a little bit? Oh, not yeah. with the he, bad hip. He's not <laughs> running away from anybody right now. Yeah. But. When he when he's healthy and moving around, my dad he can still he can still run routes. He can still catch the ball. You can see the 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 reflexes never left him. You know, we talked during the break about uh, being such a good student athlete. A lot of that, you said, look, I hung around my dad a lot, and your dad is a what 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 is his title? He's a PhD chemist. Yeah, he's a PhD chemist. Ay, 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 that's awesome. <laughs> Him and I are like twins, right, Pastor? <laughs> Something like that. Something yeah. like that. But but to be a, he he instilled in you that being a good student first athlete. Yep. Because when he was going to college, he you know was doing the same kind of stuff that I was doing, you know, bouncing sports and school. And get it, you know, he got his PhD, so he knows what it takes to be a good student. He stressed to me even in high school that. Being a student first is the most important thing. Get your education. You know, football, it ends one day. But you got to get your education because you'll need that down the road. Well, here's for me as as a father and a grandfather, you, you got your degree in four years and now you're getting your master's. You're still on scholarship, right? Yep. Smart. Mm-hmm. That's really <laughs> smart. I coached a kid a long time ago by the name of Shannon Smith. Shannon went to UWM, went to Marquette to play basketball, went to UWM. And that's what he did. He said, look, I'm going to get my degree in four. I've got a fifth year, and uh, they're paying for it. So I'm going to I'm going to cram this in, and I'm going to get as much done as I can before they stop paying for it. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a great move on your part. Hey, let's talk about Athletes in Action. And, and, and you know, before we do that, let's talk a little bit about your testimony and, and, and how you came to the Lord. Okay, so growing up, I had been going to church my whole life. You know, that was that was my parents. They they. Every Sunday, as a family, we went to church. That's just what we did. And for the first 18 years of my life, I thought, okay, that's what you do. You go to church. And you know, I believed. I believed Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believed in God. I believed in all that. And I thought, you know, okay, I'm good. But then I get to college, and I get around other people, other athletes, other people my age that are Christians as well. And I start seeing all these different stories, all these different, you know, ways that people have come to Christ, you know, that. It's, it's, their it's, testimonies. Yeah, yeah. hearing mm-hmm. other testimonies and getting around people like Russ Talley, who's our uh, football team chaplain, or Brent Batiste, who's our, uh, you know, our uh, he runs AIA at our school. And 
I'm hearing all these stories and I'm realizing that there's more to it than just believing. Mm-hmm. And it just made me want to start digging more. And I can say that in my four years in college, I've grown 10 times more in my faith than I did in my first 18 years of life because I've gotten around these people that have pushed me to grow in my faith and have challenged me in ways. You know, I, you go to college and there's people that question, why, why, you, why do you do this? Why do you go to all this athletes in action stuff? Why are you a Christian? And you get challenged and it makes you think. And I think the strongest thing for my faith has been people challenging it. You know, because you you ask yourself, why do I believe this? And then you find these answers and it just solidifies everything that you believe. Yeah, you know, and that's important uh, because when people say they believe, you know, it's like, well, belief in what? Reincarnation? Mm -hmm. Belief in God's good? I mean, the Bible says the devils even believe in God and they even tremble. Yeah. The belief comes in the object of where my belief lies and that's Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, because of what he's done for me. And so... That's uh, that's the powerful message there that, you know, obviously you heard testimonies with that, that Christ had come in their life, changed their life, changed their direction, their focus. And uh, that's awesome. That's helped you really get grounded more, you know, in your own faith in Christ and then mm-hmm. move forward to be challenged by that. And and uh, we had Tony Dungy on, Coach Dungy on. And one thing, you know, Levon, that I think the Lord can easily do in your life is continue to build that platform where people want, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have opportunities to talk to people about Jesus Christ that Mike and I wouldn't have the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, they'd say, who are you? But because of how God built your platform, you know, around football or whatever, he's given you that opportunity. And I don't know if you've read many of Coach Dungy's books, but man, he really hits big, the platform that God gives. And, And and then recognizing God is the one who gave you the platform, and 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 then you're able to use it you know, mm-hmm. for His glory. That's that's awesome. It's a great testimony. Yeah. I'm telling you, it brought tears to my eyes, and I'll tell you why. I, I'm surrounded by um, a lot of the year by young people, and you know, coaching basketball. I'm coaching now at Greendale Martin Luther, and um, you know, to hear you say that, and to hear you say, "Hey, look, I thought I I thought I knew what I needed to know," and then I got to college, and there were guys pushing me to get stronger and build my faith harder and stronger to be able to to go and share it. I, I just think uh, if if I can meet about ten more guys like you, man, <laughs> I'll feel really good about uh, where where our country is going, and certainly maybe this area is going. I, I just I, I I thank guys like Russ Talley. You know, think think that that he's willing to put the time in at Northern Illinois, and who's the the, the man who's in charge of athletes in action. What kind of events do you guys uh, do? Do you guys go out into the community? Do you guys come together for Bible study? What kind of events do you guys do? So we every Tuesday night at nine, um, all the athletes that are you know involved in it, we all meet up. Usually, I think our numbers have been around thirty to forty most of this last semester. We meet up and. There's some kind of a message, whether it's a student speaking, which I've done a few times, given a message, or a special guest, or just Brent talking. We have some sort of a message, you know, and we let them know of different events that we do have going on. For example, we did a during Valentine's Day, we did a um, a dinner where the men we cooked, we made all the food, and then we went and drove. We picked up all the girls to show, you know, what a woman should be treated. You know how the you know. That they shouldn't accept anything less than how we treated them that night. Or another thing we've done is um, we we advertise, you know, through the teams. You know, if we've got a 
students speaking on a team, we tell everybody on that team, you know, this person speaking. And that's always helped get people through the door and, you know, grow our numbers. Do, do you, um, you're okay getting up and speaking in front of people? Oh, I love it. That's good. Mm-hmm. We, we had, uh, and, and, and uh, Pastor talked about Tony Dungeon. We've had a number of guys on, but um, one that really uh, Pastor loves the most, I think, is Don Beebe, played for the Packers. And he, um, Frank Reich, who was, uh, was the quarterback for the Bills when, when, when Don was a receiver, had to go give a speech to a, to a group. And, and he said to, to his roommate, he said, Don, they want you to come with me. And he said, no, I'm not. I, don't, I, I, I have a big fear of speaking in front of people. And I, I don't want to do that. And Frank Reich said, well, that's the problem. You think this is about you. This isn't about you. This is about, you know, Jesus Christ. Amen. This isn't about getting the car in your cup. And he said he's never been afraid to speak in front of people with that. That's yeah. good stuff, man. Yeah, and that's actually kind of helped me get comfortable with sharing these messages in front of all these people because I'm like, I'm just, I'm just a mouthpiece. Christ is talking through me. You know, it's his message. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just you know, the one he's talking through. And he and he actually commissioned us. I mean, his last command on this earth was, "Hey, I want you to go out and be a witness for me." Yep. And I find we, you know, we argue. We want to argue about all these things that God has done. He's preserved His Word, and da 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 da. And we we get over there and argue about all of that, but then we don't really go out and do what He told us to do, and that's mm-hmm. to to really be His missionary. Yeah. And that's really what we've been called to do. So that's awesome. Have you had, uh, and, and being a uh, college football player at Northern Illinois, there's obviously not much downtown. Um, <laughs> so there's, for me to say, have you had the opportunity to do any missions, trips, anything like that? Uh, has that come come across your table yet? No, not yet. I'd obviously, I'd love to do something like that, but with the commitment to football, it's tough to find enough time to go out and do something like that. You know, I do, I do things locally through AIA and through the team, but I, it's tough to, you know, go to a different country. Or that sort yeah. of. Uh, do, do you guys do anything with like high school kids, junior high kids, as far as football camps, things like that? Do you help out with that kind of stuff? And yeah, every summer there's a ton of youth camps and high school camps that we work. You know, we we help coach the kids, or we just help you know direct everyone as community service. Mm-hmm. And then probably you have to, as Christ said, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove, as you. You know, as you end up having opportunities to talk to kids, you know, about the Lord at at, at those kind of events. Yeah, you gotta you gotta say you know, it's the kids are really impressionable, and I've talked a few times about my faith in front of you know elementary school classes, and you have to put it in a way that they can understand it right. in a way you know because there's speakers that I heard when I was a kid talk about Christ that I still remember to this day, and if I can have that same impact on these kids, how amazing is that? That I could instill something in an eight-year-old kid that 20 years later he's still going to be sticking to. And you understand when you walk in, because you're a big guy, you walk in and they see you, they think he's an NFL football player and he's going to say this to me. Um, It just has a different impact. And again, that's the platform that Pastor Ken was, was, was talking about. Guys, we've got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Um, looking at uh, Levon Myers, um, his Twitter page, it is uh, NIU, foot, hashtag NIU football, hashtag uh, FH Sabres, and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You can follow him at Levon Myers, L-E-V-O-N Myers, M-Y-E-R-S 71. It's Levon Myers 71, 
and follow him on on Twitter. I can tell you this: recently, a lot of NBA stuff on there. <laughs> There's no doubt he is a uh, he is a Golden State Warrior fan. I think yeah. is that who you're rooting for? That's what I'm rooting for right now. Big yeah. fan of what Steph is all about. So. Man, that's that's awesome. We'll get to a break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market, an all-American window and doors. Here's hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest in studio. And man, as good a football player as this young man is, he's a better kid. He is a really nice young man. Levon Myers. Levon, I always tell people that I, I always ask what my son was like when I wasn't around. And I'd, and I'd say it like this. I want to know what, what he's like when he can't smell my cologne. <laughs> well, I want your parents to know it. That he can't smell your cologne, and he's a really, really nice young man. I introduced him around to a lot of people here at the radio stations. He shakes their hand, looks him right in the eye, says, "Thank you, how are you? Nice to meet you." And uh, you've done a great job with with this kid. Hey, um, as we continue our conversation, the athletes in action part of Northern Illinois University question that we 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 ask guys that are playing on football, basketball, baseball teams: easier to walk worthy in the locker room? where you have guys holding you accountable or outside the locker room for you? It's it's definitely easier in the locker room because I've got a support system of several, you know, probably a dozen guys on the team that I know that if we're all accountable to each other, you know, we're all going to be like, hey, stop this or, hey, you know, if you need anything, let me know, you know, that we can all we can all just sit down and talk about our faith if we need to. We, we all got each other's backs in that aspect. We and had, so, um, yeah, go ahead. yeah the, the, I want to just tell them real quick that whole Reggie White thing. We, uh, Don Beebe talked about um, Saturday Night Live at Reggie White's house. And they, they would come over as a Bible study every Saturday night, uh, Bible study, some a little food, and, and they would play like uh, Bible games and stuff like that. And he said that for him, it was a lot easier in the locker room because they came together on Tuesday nights for Bible study Saturday Night Live at, at Reggie White's house. And he said it was just there were so many guys on the Packer team at that point that, that, that held each other accountable that he thought it was a lot easier inside the locker room as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're talking about the holding each other accountable. So if a guy is maybe stepping out, he seems to uh, be kind of progressing in a, in a way that's not – going to be obedient to to the word or faithful to the lord i mean you guys are pretty quick to get over and put your arm around him and say hey hey what, what, what's going on here yeah, yeah yeah you know one of us or a few of us will probably just pull him aside and be like hey is everything okay do you need to talk you know can we pray for you are you struggling with anything so do, do you have guys on the team that would claim not to know the lord who will still come to you guys with questions that they they've been watching your life they 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 watched how Maybe hey, you weren't holding the guy, but they called the penalty on you, and you didn't, you know, you didn't go crazy, and it, things like that that really stand out to these guys that would say, "I'm watching you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've I've I've had guys come up to me, be like, "Listen, I see you doing all this, and this is the way you act. You know what? 
why they asked me why and you know it, it's a chance to minister to others even if you know you don't make a huge impact right then and there you can still plant seeds in someone's head because they see that you walk differently yeah you know what was interesting with my son in the military he said if you don't cuss and you don't drink it opens up all kind of doors for you mm-hmm. he said they just how, what, what's different about you yeah so hey do you remember the guy that who invited you the first athletes in action um uh meeting that you went to yes i do it was sean folliard linebacker and good for him. Yeah. Is he, uh, what's he doing now? He he's, still- he's still on the team. He's a senior with me right now. Wow. Where is he from? He is from Crystal Lake, Illinois. Man. Hey, looking at that roster, there's a lot. There's some Wisconsin boys on that mm-hmm. roster, man. It's, uh, they do, Northern Illinois does a great job recruiting this area. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. And we need to get somebody on that high school show that I do. Uh, we need to get somebody from that coaching staff to come on and, and normally what I do on that show is if your roster is an 85% or more Wisconsin guys, I'm not going to have you on the show because <laughs> I want I want our boys here in the state to get a chance to play at the next level. But there's there's certainly enough on Northern Illinois' uh, roster to, to warrant having a coach from, from there come on. So I'll talk to you about that uh, during one of the breaks. Hey, um, during the break, I know Pastor Cannon – Said, hey, let's. I want to find out best game that he's played, best player he's played against. I'm going to start with this: the best defensive player that you had to block. Who is that? Joey Bosa from Ohio State this last year. How'd you guys do against Ohio State? They're good, huh? Yeah, they were number one in the nation for most of the season. Uh, they had a. They I think they only lost one game to Michigan State this year. Um, we. We almost beat them. We lost to them by seven points. Wow! Remember, I think yeah, I watched at their that house. game. It was a very good game. Yeah, that was that was such a you know cool game playing in the horseshoe, and we took it right down to the wire. But it, it was it was that game was so much fun playing against. I think they had five or six first round picks and yeah, thirteen kept... draft picks from that team, and we were right there with them. Hey, that first day of of the NFL draft, it was from Ohio State, mm-hmm. from Ohio State. Man, that's uh, that's awfully good. This uh, this upcoming schedule I'm looking at, uh, you guys open up at Wyoming, and then going to South Florida. You play U- USF, I think, University of yep. South Florida. My brother's a graduate from there. The Brandon Bulls, or the Bulls is what they're called now. And uh, you play them in Tampa, and then at home against San Diego State, Western Illinois. The big game that, that I read a lot about is you guys are going to play at the U.S. Cellular Field against Toledo and uh that might be one if I wish it wasn't in uh, you know November. I wish that one was more like September. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I you don't want to sit out there in the cold because it's a you. Wednesday. Oh. So I could get out of work, come down, watch a little football, and I, I still may do that. But yeah, great schedule coming up. Best bowl game that you've played in? Well, my the best bowl game, you know, the nicest one was the Orange Bowl. My freshman year, we played Florida State. It was a BCS bowl. You know, huge attention for that game. We were down there for a week. They they put us up so nice, the Orange Bowl staff. But I was a redshirt freshman at the time, so I didn't get to play. The best one I've played again, played in, was probably last year the Boca Raton Bowl. That was a, it was the first uh, time they had done that bowl, and it was just beautiful. The the grass we played on was nicer than a putting green. It was just a beautiful area down there. We stayed at the PGA National Hotel, so that, that was, was in probably San Diego. No, that one was in South Florida. Oh, South Florida. The Poinsettia yeah. Bowl. That's that's oh. the San Diego one. That was who when did we you were guys play in that one last year? Poinsettia or Boca? Uh, Boca. Uh, that was we um, Marshall. Okay, man. So you're used to you're used to going to bowl games. If mm-hmm. I'm recruiting. 
up in this area for Northern Illinois, I'm saying, hey, look, you have to understand, we go to a bowl game every year. Mm-hmm. We go to a pretty high-level, pretty nice bowl game, and it's going to be in some pretty nice weather for the most part. Yeah, they're always in nice weather. It's been Florida twice and California twice. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's not bad at but all. What was the, the game that was probably, uh, as far as the elements, one of the toughest games for you? Overall? Overall. Ohio State. You know, that was a pretty hostile environment because, you know, it's just so many fans. Either them or playing at Iowa um, my second year. That was my first game suiting up and 80,000 people. It was, I think, 120 degrees on the field that game. Wow. No one was giving us a chance to win and we went in there and beat Iowa. That was a, that was a really special moment. Especially being my first game. Do you remember the first home game? You're suited up and uh, you're running through the tunnel. Yeah, you're feeling pretty. The first game that you were in, you know, you had uniform on and you get a chance to play, and you're playing at home. Pretty special feeling for you. Yeah, I remember that one. That one vividly. It was a night game. We were playing Eastern Illinois. Jimmy Garoppolo was on that team. Who's now he's the quarterback for the Patriots. That was a that was a special moment the first time I was suited up at home so reading uh, the bio it said uh, the first year you, you played on special teams mm-hmm. quite a bit and uh, you, you started every game last year yep. correct so the progression for you did did you think that that progression was was correct and on, 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 it took you a year to get on the field then you played quite a bit your sophomore year started every game last year was that the progression that you thought it would take yeah it's honestly it's it's helped me kind of just slowly easing into it you know going from being on special teams to rotating in to being a full-time starter because some guys get thrown in right away and while that's awesome to be playing for four years sometimes you miss out on a chance to develop your skills a little bit and I think that you know slowly getting into it has helped me develop really well did you when you were growing up I mean um did did your folks say hey you're just going to focus on football did they say hey we want you to to just enjoy sports, go play some soccer, go play some baseball, basketball. I mean, what what all developed there with you? Well, the funny thing about that is that I was a horrible athlete growing up. <laughs> I was I was I felt like my body was like two sizes too big for me. And I and I played rec league basketball. I played t ball and baseball, but you know, gym class I was always picked last. And I just wasn't a very good athlete. And then when I was in sixth grade. My friend Nate McCarthy, he invited me at recess to play football with a bunch of the guys that were on the football team. And I went out and did it, and it, I, had, I had a lot of fun. I'm like, okay, this is pretty fun. And I kept playing with them, and eventually I decided to try out for the seventh grade team the next year. And, you know, I made the team, and the rest is history. So my parents didn't really push me at mm-hmm. all to do any Anything. kind of sports. Right, you know, yeah. they probably would have been fine if I didn't ever want to play a sport, but... You know, I got invited to play at recess one day, and that kind of pushed it down. Were you always one of the bigger kids in the class? Always. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're, what, 6'5", 6'6"? 6'5". 6'5", 3'10". 6'5", 3'10". And uh, he he looks like an athlete to me, man. <laughs> he looks like you can't hit a jumper, though. Not 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 too, yeah, but well, I bet you can rebound a little bit. Yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's, that's all what Mike I did and, back when I played. That's all Mike and I need. If we it's do a, three on three, j- uh, yeah, just you, rebound, you rebound and pass the ball to us. <laughs> yeah. We'll pretend you're an old guy. Rebound, pass the ball, play defense. You're our you're our guy. Yeah, you would be our guy. I like the fact that you know it it wasn't something when you were in second grade that was pushed upon you. 
and and you learn to 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 love it on your own mm-hmm. on the playground. When did you feel like um, you were pretty good at this? I think that really hit me my sophomore year of high school. I, you know, I was playing. I was getting by being bigger than everyone, and I could just push people around and just use long arms and everything like that. But my sophomore year, things started to click for me. I had a coach that you know pushed me every day. He said, "Being big isn't enough." And he just reiterated that to me. <laughs> Who is that? Uh, coach Pleva. Oh, sure. Yeah, he's still a coach at Franklin. Yes, but he is. He just pushed me to do, you know, become a great player. And one day it just it clicked for me. You know, the intensity that I had to bring every day. You know, I had to be smarter than everybody out there. And that's when I really realized that I loved this this game of football. And I think the summer after that is when colleges started giving me attention and that, you know, just stoked the fire of my love for the game. How do you keep, how do you stay humble during that recruiting process? Isn't that hard? Yeah, it it's it's hard but at the same time you know, it, it was you want to be ideally if you want if you want offers from every school in the country, you know, if if you want to be the best, that's what you have to do and obviously nobody gets to that point, but you can always do better than what you're getting in the recruiting process. Obviously, I'm happy where I ended up and everything and that's great. But, you know, you just got to keep pushing yourself. You know, how many offers can I get? How good can I be? Pastor, the Lord put him at Northern Illinois for a reason. And and I think the work that they do in Athletes in Action, I'm hoping that this his senior year, fifth year on campus, that there's going to be some freshmen coming in that he's going to be able to put his arm around and say, hey, look, I'm going to a meeting tonight. It's Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. I want you to come with me. And I think I think that's the reason he's on that campus. And you know what can happen then, and we talk about it often, Mike, is that uh, the kingdom of heaven can be impacted because someone's going to say it was Levon that that led me to Christ, and and that's why that's why I'm eternally with the Lord today. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any greater thing in life, Levon, than than to be able to really see someone burst into the kingdom of God. And then uh, I tell Mike all the time, there'll be probably people been listening to Faith in the Zone come up to him in heaven and say, hey, I need to give you a hug. I, I listen to that show all the time and found out that it wasn't religion that would would save a person. It's, mm-hmm. it's that relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's funny you say that because in the last year, that's actually been you know what's helped me grow the most with that because, like I, like I mentioned before, seeing everyone else's story, and I realized that it's less about religion. It's more about a relationship. Yeah. Every relationship that somebody has with Christ is different. My relationship with each friend I have is a little different, just like everyone's relationship with Jesus Christ. We, you know, we've had a we had a guy on a while ago that said, "I knew Jesus Christ the way I knew Abraham Lincoln. I knew all the stories, but I had no relationship with him, and my life didn't change until I accepted that." Guys, we've got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll. Uh, We'll close it up. We'll continue our conversation. It'll be a short segment with Levon Myers. He is uh, offensive tackle for Northern Illinois University, ex-Franklin Sabre. He's doing good work uh, through Athletes in Action. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yeah, I'm a good 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Levon Myers, Northern Illinois, and Franklin Sabres, not Saviors, Franklin Sabres. He might have been a Savior. Might have been. For Franklin. You can follow him on Twitter, Levon Myers 71, Levon Myers 71. And it says he uh, he can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's awesome. Hey, we, it's a very short segment because I seem to talk too too much. Levon, good luck uh, upcoming year. We definitely want to have you back. You know, maybe midway through the season on, on cell phone or, or when you get uh, when you get done at the end of the year to come back and, and studio. Just want to know how your senior year went. Uh, hopefully it's everything you hope it is. Yeah, I hope so too, and I'd love to be back here. This has been great. Yeah, you've been uh, very comfortable, man. No worries. No, nope. very yeah. comfortable. That's that's good. Well, we'll we'll be we'll be watching. We'll yeah. be watching for number seventy one out there. Appreciate yeah, it, you, Pastor. Don't you get a good feeling when there's a young guy who's willing to come in studio and um, and just get up on the mountaintop <laughs> with us a little bit? We talked a lot more football today than we did about athletes in action. And and his testimony was so powerful for me as as a father and a grandfather that it just you know brought tears to my eyes that he's willing to come on and say, look, this is who I am, this is what I believe in, and if I can help other guys walk worthy, man, I'm there for him. Well, and Mike, I've watched you for a long time, and tears <laughs> do come to your eyes when people start telling about that journey of faith when they came to know Jesus Christ, because that that is what's going to matter in life. I mean, you can and, get all the accolades and. And you know we we've talked to some of those professional athletes who've, who've who've known buddies that man they can get whatever they want go to the ATM and draw out a million bucks or whatever and 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 yet they're empty empty and, and, sad and, all yeah, the time yeah and Christ is the the one who can fill that emptiness you know it brings tears to my eyes because I'm jealous I'm jealous that he he figured this out a he lot came, earlier he than came to the Lord earlier you a lot know. earlier he's got a chance to impact people's lives for a really long time. And the Lord may give him a platform that he doesn't give many people the platform that 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 Levon may get to, yeah. and uh, you know maybe it's not jealousy, but it, but it's it's like you know I envy that he gets so many more years to be able to do this. So you're a nice young man. Your mom, it, you're, man. To say hello to your mom and dad for me, sisters, and and I hope your dad's feeling. Uh, it'll be about two weeks before he can start running patterns and stuff. <laughs> but you uh, you tell them that they've done a. They've done an awfully good job with you, and thank you so much for coming in. I want to thank the guys at Oak Creek Assembly of God as well, you know, for passing along your name and number. And uh, and and uh, Dave, you're right. Dave Drake, you're right. Uh, he fits perfect with what we're trying to do on Faith in the Zone. Good luck this year. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Pastor, it's good All to right. see you. You too, Mike. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.